All right, Breaker Breaker 1-9, this is London Bridge. I've got, uh, this freight shaker's got a couple of smokies on my trail. Do you copy? Uh, I'm bearing down on your rigid grill structure. Convoy. So is this, uh, is this Star Convoy? Or is it, uh, uh that's, uh, is it Big Convoy? Or, uh, or Lyo Convoy? I actually really appreciate that they continued using Convoy as a name long after he was any kind of truck. Sense. All right, well, that is a 10-4, good buddy, because this is Transform- This is Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime podcast. And as you may have guessed from uh, mostly my terrible CB radio slang, this episode is Convoy. Convoy. Have you ever even had a CB radio? No, because I'm an, a young person. <laughs> Convoy. I wasn't alive in the 70s. <laughs> Use it in the seventies. I was only three. Anyway, yeah, we got a we got a little convoy rocking through the night. I was we three in, in the late in the in the early eighties. Ain't she a beautiful sight? So this episode, this is the uh, ninth episode of Transformers Prime. First aired March fourth, two thousand eleven, and was written by Joseph Kerr. Uh, last seen writing Darkness Rising Part Five, and also breaking out of Arkham Asylum. <laughs> oh yes. <sighs> so we uh, we open with uh, the Autobot base once more. I and I appreciate the uh, episode title this time that it is accurate, uh, and also that it is a G one reference. Yes, whether uh, intentionally yeah. or not, though it does open with Fowler going Prime. So I'm like, yes, that that's his name. And once more, he's been shot down. That guy gets shot down more than John McCain. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I have questions. John Mc, wow, that's a weird reference. Um, I have questions about how his plane crashed, cause it's, it looks like it's fully intact, has dug up a big line in the ground, and it's, the wings haven't broke off, like, okay, I understand they just didn't want to, like, do shit to the model, but it just looks so weird that the plane looks fully intact, has crashed in the ground, and Fowler is fine, and just yelling at Prime over his TV phone thingy. He's very good at landing a plane. I would say maybe they just hit it with an EMP or something, but I mean, yeah, I guess if they hit it with an EMP, he was low enough altitude that it wouldn't destroy it in landing it, and so he crash landed it. Yeah, and we see that they do have, that his enemies do have that kind of technology. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's still weird. I mean, they're, as we will learn, you know, their, their MO prefers capturing things intact so they yes. they are probably good at you know taking that down works. planes without destroying them and that sort of thing but 
we are burying the lead of the first minute of this episode and the introduction of the dynamic nuclear generation system. The Dingus! The Dingus. Which was, they, they did a whole commercial on the hub around the Dingus. It was just oh, different dumb. characters saying Dingus. I mean, it's very fun to say Dingus. It is. I'm going yeah. to say it a lot during this episode. Yes. Anyway, it turns out this thing is like a nuclear, it's basically a nuclear bomb. Well, it's- Pretty much, yeah. It's hard to tell exactly. It's something nuclear. It can explode, but it says it could go into meltdown, so maybe it's just a reactor. Yeah, I think it's like a generation system, but it seems that they're going to use it as a bomb. But it it seems like you you would not transport a nuclear reactor with fuel inside it and active enough to melt down. What is I mean, I guess you would, though. I guess they would. Apparently, when it's a dingus... Someone was a dingus who designed it. Oh, it, it, it only works. Well, we closed it off and, and all the fuel rods are already inside it. And, and we can't take them out because they'd explode. So we have to leave them inside it or they'll explode. <laughs> and if we transport it, it might accidentally explode. Who designed this? God, a why, dingus! Why did we even build this? <laughs> anyway, so he's like, hey, get on that ground bridge and get me out of here. And Prime's all, no, no, it's like a nuclear device. Your, like, entire continent could be boned. If we Which is a neat transport. idea. Like, that, that feels like an idea that is something that should happen later in the series, but probably won't. I mean, you don't want to reduce the Earth to a nuclear wasteland. Well, no, n- not the Earth, but <laughs> what like- What is this, the Hitchhiker's Guide? <laughs> like, use it as a weapon to hit the moon or something. <laughs> Why? This is one of the few series- Oh man, do the Decepticons ever set a base on the moon? They don't, do they? Um, I- I think they end up on one of the moons. Some of them are on the moon. Actually, I do think there's moon stuff. (laughs) Yes. About a character who hasn't shown up yet, I think. Yes, I think that's how that ends up. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, they, uh... So, they're gonna have to hit the road. (laughs) So, uh, Prime is there. He has got, of course, a Generation 1-style trailer. Yes. It's... It's really high. It, it's a really tall trailer. It's odd and has like an overhang, which it seems weirdly. D- I don't think I've ever seen a trailer quite like that on the road. Well, I. I mean, it's kind. Of- I, I don't know that it's entirely like road legal. I mean, I guess you would hope it would be because they're going to be on public highways. But yeah, it doesn't seem like any sort of normal shipping trailer that. You yeah, because it's too high to clear any bridges and, like, the overhangy little bit that on some things might be an air conditioning unit, but it's just weird. Yeah. It's a big trailer. It just looks too tall with Optimus Prime. It's a oh. big trailer. It never got a toy. The end. Yes. No. Well, how how many trailer toys have we gotten? Like, uh, oh, uh, did the Masterpiece have one? Oh, or, or was it one of the masterpieces, masterpieces did have one. Yeah, the small And one. then they later released like a big Optimus Prime that did have a trailer for like uh Beast Hunters. Oh, I right. Dude. I mean there have been various. And then I think the current uh Power of the Primes one has one. I think. Uh The guy who's Orion Pax and also Optimus Prime. I'm pretty oh, sure well, he has one. I mean, yeah, he's, he's Yes, well that that's he's gotta have one cuz And then there was that Power Master Prime that they released uh couple of years ago and that also had one yes though that was uh, so that one was an integral part of the toy versus yes you know being 
a a random accessory that disappears when convenient. Yes. It's a subspace. I guess the Autobot symbol on it does suggest that this was actually something of Optimus's that was just parked in the base versus being something that the military gave him. Yeah, they're, they probably had to shake the scraplets out of it first. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Bulkhead and Bumblebee are, uh, are sort of riding shotgun here, uh, you know, to either side. And Fowler is going to be in the driver's seat, but Prime insists that he will not need to drive. <laughs> so he's almost like <clears throat> offended about it. I guess Fowler's more the one who's offended about it. Yeah. He's all, but Fowler's uh, really offended. He spends all the time honking the horn. Yes. <laughs> He's the worst like, What driver. part of you is this, Optimus Prime? Is this weird for me to be honking this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, where where do the where does the horn spots end up in his robot mode? Are they his I nipples? I think like behind his chest. So it might be one of his. It might be his nipple. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, now I just want to hear Peter Cullen. Lieutenant Fowler, you must refrain from honking my nipple. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no. The, let's change the subject. The, the landscapes <laughs> and establishing shots in this episode are really nice. There are a yes, lot of they very are in like, pretty. It's, so it's like sort of Pacific like Oregon, Northwest. Maybe? Yeah, it, it, it has a very feel like the, the, it's nice to see trees in this show. Yes. yes. A lot of nice happy pine trees. Yes. Happy trees. Happy little trees. Uh, so yeah, they run into some traffic. They, they get stuck behind like an old ass pickup truck and Fowler is just going nuts, going ham on this horn. <laughs> there and was a time about, like, I would have said that that's ridiculous that there would be a vehicle like that on the road. And then I moved out to where there are actually farms and now that's dead on. Yeah, that's a normal truck. Yeah. The, like, it, uh, Fowler says something complaining to Prime like he's a by the book driver. Yes. It's like, God, did you read? I'm Prime is one of those guys who goes exactly the speed. Yes. Line. Oh, yeah. Uh, I hate those people. <laughs> well, more I hate those people that go like two miles under the speed limit. Because uh, nobody else is doing if, that. If we ignore the traffic laws, Agent Fowler, we are no better than the Decepticons. <laughs> <laughs> so accurate. Uh, anyway, and they're also talking about, hey, you know, things were pretty fine on Earth before uh, the Decepticons got here. And uh Prime's like, uh... Um, you know, I'm not from Earth or anything, but I'm pretty sure that evil was like a thing here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because uh, Fowler believes of. that it was the Decepticons who attacked him. Yeah. Also, that, that does, uh, it's, it's nice to see an Optimus Prime who is not taking personal responsibility for everything bad that has ever happened to Earth. <laughs> Cause you know, he does that sometimes. Yes. Listen, Fowler, mm. Hitler, that's not on me. <laughs> I mean, maybe in the movie continuity. No, no, I know. They're fighting against them. <laughs> we don't know what the Decepticons... There could have been Decepticons. Well, a killer pocket watch was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Fowler's about to turn on, I guess, some country music. Thinks the Prime seems like a Nashville sound kind of guy. <laughs> 
Which is, is that a joke on Peter Cullen? I think it's because he. I mean, he always wears that cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's probably a a nod to Peter Cullen. But then, hey, he spots a helicopter, and that's the Decepticon who got him. And he instantly assumes that he he comes up with a bunch of Transformer names that your dad would come up with. <laughs> like Sky Guy. Well, no, the, the problem is they aren't Transformer names. They're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle names. <laughs> like Sky Guy. Wingnut, Dingbat, and... Um, Sky, Sky Guy. Okay. Sky, yeah, Sky Guy is... I have no idea what that is. But Wingnut actually is a bat in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Yes. I don't think Dingbat's a guy. I think I that's know. that's more of an Archie Bunker thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Although Sky Guy does sound like a ninja, because isn't there like a Mer Guy? There's a something guy. Uh oh, um, Ray Fillet. Ray Fillet is a Stingray. Okay, I mean that's what I'm thinking of. Although I think in the comics he was Man Ray. Yeah, he had oh, a better possibly. name in the comics. That was like one of my first comics. No lie, was the Ninja Turtles Adventures with where that guy showed up. I remember it being poignant, and I remember no other details. <laughs> Except he also then didn't have the same name as the toy. The end. <laughs> so, uh, so there's this helicopter. There are also a bunch of green sports cars that are apparently with them. So it's it's like a whole team of Decepticons. <gasps> but Ratchet, uh, you know, he scans it, and uh, they're not showing up on the sensors because it's just dudes. He's, well, they say something about using some kind of cloaking technology. I'm like, yes, a exciting new cloaking technology called not being Decepticons. Yes, because, yeah, it's just, like, uh, guys in, like, masks. Well, yeah, they, they gotta wear masks. They're members of Cobra. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna get to that in just a sec. So, <laughs> yeah, they're prime is all non-lethal force only. So, uh, there is some fighting here where everybody's staying in vehicle mode. There's some pretty cool vehicular action in this, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, somebody had just seen a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> yes. And a couple times, much like uh, Cobra, like they flip one of these cars and there's a quick shot to the guys inside who are still alive. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. like, th that's kind of annoying because it's, well, it's Cobra or it's more um, the Speed Racer movie as opposed to the Speed Racer cartoon. You just think it's annoying because you want dudes to get murdered. No, wait, that's me. I'm the one no, who I, wants dudes to no, get I'm murdered. No, I'm just having flashbacks to the old Speed Racer cartoon where, like, Cars would explode and you know people died. And nobody yes. said anything about it. <laughs> so, so yeah, one of these guys just jumps onto Optimus and just starts trying to detach the trailer like they're in Road Warrior. Yes. And they're after the precious juice. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, Fowler gets out and fights this guy and then grabs this guy and starts interrogating him, but then just he gets like hit by a tree or something and you know he's dead. Yes, that that guy's <laughs> definitely dead. If he wasn't killed by like the impact of the tree. His neck snapped like a breadstick. He oh, dies man. when he bounces off the ground. There there's no way that guy's alive. Oh. And then um we get and then it's back in we could start getting conversations from the guy in the helicopter, the Kurgan It's Clancy Brown, everybody. <gasps> yeah it's the Kurgan, uh, Lex Luthor, Mr. Krabs. Uh, oh, Mr. Krabs. Zombie Dad in Pet Cemetery 2. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. I didn't know he was Mr. Surter Krabs. Surter in Ragnarok. 
Oh, that's right. And also, um, uh, the Punisher's old boss on, uh, that Netflix show. Yes. And, oh. um, the, the space cat poop monster in Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Parallax. Oh my god! Yeah, Parallax, the, the the cat poop monster. I didn't even remember that thing had a voice. Oh, yeah. Clancy Brown. Okay, so that's the worst thing on his career. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we cut to this guy, and he actually kind of looks like Clancy Brown. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know that Clancy Brown has dramatic facial scars, but well, he doesn't have. The- yeah, this guy has been cut up. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, guy this was kind of looks like a Frankenstein version of um, Clancy This guy Brown. was in a bad accident. <laughs> like I, it was a lot of. I had some real trouble cutting that bagel. Yes, <laughs> yes, he did. Uh but yeah, he is the leader of Mech, <gasps> which is an acronym which we never learn the meaning of. <laughs> oh, those are the best kinds. It was probably it's got a really periods and everything. It was probably a really contrived acronym. I'm sure it's for the best. Well, at least it's a simple acronym, unlike Dingus. So it makes sense. You, know, you you could easily imply Mech as standing for something better than what anything anybody would come up with is the Dingus. Oh, the Dingus! It's not like snarky Democratic Congressperson level of acronym, but but it's pretty good. <laughs> They've done some very good acronymed legislation. None of I mean, I think my favorite is how the Anti-Racketeering Act is named Rico after the uh, main character of uh, Little Caesar. Yes. Oh. Mother oh. of Mercy. Is this the end of Rico? <laughs> anyway, so he is clearly like a kind of ex-military guy. And the mech organization, their whole deal is that there's a war coming and the side that has the best technology is going to win. And so clearly the dingus is the best technology. And then, I, you know, this does raise the question. So Hasbro, this is kind of in the beginning of them sort of poking around, trying to do a shared universe thing. Yeah. Like at this point, the MCU was kind of rolling. Uh, two Iron Man movies had come out and um, and the Hulk and then Cap and Thor were going to come out that year, and then Avengers was the next year. Oh, wait, so Hasbro wait, was looking I got into this one. Whole... <laughs> the, um. the Making Access Records Available to Lead American Government Openness Act, also known as the Mar-a-Lago Act. <laughs> that's a little torch. That, that's like ultimatum. <laughs> yeah, once you get like above six letters, it, it becomes ridiculous. That said, I love ultimatum. <laughs> Just those guys love smashing flags. Wanted to uh, wanted to get a good good example out there. Yeah, so so Mech kind of feels like them throwing out an idea that's like, hey, it's mask, but not quite. Or well, it's it's Cobra, or it's uh, what was it, Venom? Were they the bad guys on mask? Oh my god, I guys! There's so. a Kofefe Act. <laughs> The Communications Over Various Feeds Electronically for Engagement Act. Uh, (laughs) Okay, sorry, I will stop now. I just... It's an actual thing I want to get out there. Wasn't wasn't it like in G.I. Joe Extreme, it was like Valor versus Venom? No, 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 that was... um, G.I. Joe Extreme, their bad guys were Scar. Oh, yes. And that was an acronym. It was with a K, Um, wasn't it? 
Yes, it was with a K, <laughs> although, uh, let me look this up because it's hilarious. It's the Soldiers of Chaos, Anarchy, and Ruin, which means that they spelled chaos with a K. <laughs> yes. So that they could spell scar with a K. Why? So you know it's they're the evil. It's the dumbest thing ever. It's so you know they're evil. That, yeah, that that might be the dumbest cartoon a- acronym. <laughs> but no, Valor versus Venom was when it was G.I. Joe versus, like, Animal Guys. Oh? Well, they were like... Uh, like Cobra soldiers with like animal DNA, who I think they said they'd been venomized, wow. and they were led by Venomous Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> who I want to say was like a mutated duke. Really, that's a thing. <laughs> Is that the Duke or Hawk? <laughs> oh, GI Joe. Poor, poor G.I. Joe. <laughs> oh, yes, it was, it was General Hawk. Yeah, he was combined with like, kind of like Serpentor, but instead of, um, putting together a bunch of like old dictators, they just put together a bunch of animals. <laughs> well, that's just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again. Well, but like multiple animals in one guy. I'm pretty sure that happened on Turtles at least once. I mean, uh, probably. <laughs> I mean, then you're just a chimera. Yes. Good job, you're a chimera. Go home. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Go to bed. Now, now anyway, if chimera so, yeah, has an acumen, acronym, that would be good. Ooh. Anyway. So, yeah, he lays out this whole thing, and yeah, I'm, you know, surprised I'm the bad guy, I'm Clancy Brown. <laughs> He's not always the bad guy, just nine times Usually out of ten. Usually the bad guy. So yeah, one of the the car, one of the cars is right behind Optimus. They blow the door open, but then RC just jumps out in motorcycle mode. The car flips over and it just explodes. Those guys are dead. Guys, guys, <laughs> I found the I found the best one. Oh, I found the best one. What? <laughs> Standardizing, testing, and accountability before large elections, giving electors necessary information for unobstructed selection act, aka the Stable Genius Act. Oh, <laughs> oh petty senator. Adorable. <laughs> <sighs> nice if they got you done, but. So yeah, anyway, uh, it's weird that they showed that, like, the guy surviving earlier, well, these guys, RC just murdered these guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've established that RC is murderous, but I guess this is one of the first times it's been humans. Yes. First confirmed, especially after Optimus Prime earlier said to use minimum force. Yeah, I I mean, she was inside, she didn't hear him. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's what she said. Yeah, oh wait, I'm sorry, we're not supposed to murder these guys? I just said maximum force. <laughs> Whoops. Because she's definitely the member of the team who's most likely to murder a human. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And yet also the most likely to be, uh, you know, inappropriate with a human. <laughs> she's a real yeah. study in contrast, that well, I mean, murder is also inappropriate. Well, she, I suppose that's true. She, she's ruled by emotions, which... Yeah. Is uh, well, okay. She's the girl, but she's also the violent girl. Oh, what, the, what is it with violent warrior women? Oh, well, it is an interesting trope that does crop up, and eh, it's fun. Anyway, what, what, where were we in the episode? We, we can talk about my dating life later. 
Cold oh. shower. Cold shower. Think about baseball. Anyway, so Optimus is all, hey, you know, Fowler, take this guy seriously, because this guy kind of just sounds like Megatron. <laughs> Ooh, Clancy Brown would be a good Megatron. Clancy Brown would be a great Also, Megatron. he says that because Fowler's just been, like, taunting Silas over the radio, and it's just like, Agent yes. Fowler, don't be an asshole. <laughs> anyway, because there wasn't enough going on in this episode already, Starscream has, uh, or Soundwave has overheard all this, and Starscream just sends a bunch of Viacons to just mess everything up. <laughs> just the Viacons. Yeah. He, he can't be bothered to come on his own, or since Soundwave, or I guess at this point there aren't any other named Decepticons, really. No, there are not. There's Makeshift, but he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's Skyquake, and he's also dead. Yeah. And Megatron. You're going to need to get some new guys next episode. Yeah. Finally. They were like, we should probably have some more named Decepticons. Yes. So they they get to a uh, train tracks. They follow this train into a tunnel. Bulkhead smashes the the one entrance. So uh, a little while later, they come out. Silas is waiting for them. Uh, The Vehicons turn up. They blast Prime's trailer right off him. It blows up. (laughs) But it doesn't blow up enough. No, it doesn't kill, it doesn't irradiate like four neighboring states. Yes. As they noted earlier. It does not blow up as much as one might expect. It's suspicious. So the Vehicons transform and Prime is all, listen Fowler, um, you know, I know you told us not to transform, but we're gonna have to do it. We're going to have Silas to do the all, thing. Hey, hey, I'm all about technology, and this has given me a techno boner of the highest degree. <laughs> well, yeah, and he also said, like, there were rumors of these things existing. I mean, you figure that there have been, like, Transformer fights at some point that people, yeah. like, maybe saw, but they were dismissed as, like, yahoos. Yeah, yeah I was... It, it did seem odd to me that he just assumed immediately that they were you know living machines and you know then presumably aliens because it's just like no one said that but i guess i mean i guess you know presumably he knows like what humans are capable of building and he knows that they're moving like way too fluidly to do that i guess that's fair and also they're talking yes can't hear them talking yet. He's up in a helicopter. Helicopters are loud. This is true. Anyway, he has also figured out that the Autobots pulled off the old switcheroo. (gasps) Dun-dun. Sadly, he does not use the phrase, the old switcheroo, because I would definitely like to hear Clancy Brown say the word switcheroo. (laughs) Yeah. And we transition in by zooming into Fowler's eye to see a flashback to them doing the handoff that was really obvious that we don't need to see it because when they went in the tunnel at the beginning, we saw Bumblebee jump on the train, knock on the door, so we figured, oh, there was a handoff. You didn't need to actually animate the handoff, and then we zoom back out of Fowler's eye. I had forgotten that was planned, and I thought maybe he was just, like, knocking there to make sure there weren't any hobos in there. <laughs> I just... It seems so obvious. Maybe I mean, that's only me? polite. Anyway, and I also like that Bumblebee gives that little wave to the soldier in the train. He's so cute. Okay, that was kind of cute. But He's so good. That they actually had to go back and show us what you could easily infer when they could have just said it. And it was like, oh, right, when Bumblebee jumps on the train. I remember three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Fowler tells Prime this, and unfortunately this distracts him a well, uh, for a sec, and a vehicle just straight up hits him with a tree. Though, for oh, a big with a chunk of that, like, face. while they're discussing all of this, like, oh, well, we need to, to break cover and all that, the vehicles are just standing there for an unreasonably long time. Yeah, like, uh, so well, are you just gonna hit us, or uh, what's going on? <laughs> just posing. And also, at this point, Fowler has, Prime is like, transformed, and he's taken Fowler out, and Fowler, I think, puked on him. Poor guy. I almost puked for the second time in the episode. Yes. For a guy uh, yeah, who I does guess a lot unlike... of flying, he gets, he gets car sick quite often. Ah. Uh, well, that's, he, he's, he's all about flying. That's why he flies everywhere. He doesn't get air sick. He gets car sick. Maybe it's, maybe that's why he wanted to drive so badly, because maybe he doesn't uh. if he's driving. That's um, right. Well, yeah, okay, I can kind of understand that, because if I'm not driving, sometimes I get car sick. Yet I don't get sick on a boat. I've oh, never God. been car sick. I've never been car sick. I used to read in the car regularly. Yeah. I, I've i never, I've only ever thrown up in a car once, but I do get oopy, depending upon where you drive. A lot, too many bumps, and I'm not in control, and it just does not go well. Ah, so it's uh, so it's you and Miko then. I mean, uh, remember she puked in uh, Bulkhead a couple episodes ago. I mean, there was the time I had the flu and had to have the driver pull over so I could barf on the shoulder. But oh, well, that's different. That doesn't count. So yeah, Prime just you know, much like George of the Jungle, he does not watch out for that tree, and he just falls off this freaking cliff. Or Optimus. So that's, that's another running like. The series of twos, like with the barf and getting hit by a tree. <laughs> so uh, it's Ratchet and uh, the kids back at the base. And, you know, we got to do, you know, we're the only ones who are around to do something. So Miko says, you know, so why don't you ground bridges onto the train and we, two children, unarmed, will fight these trained mercenaries. None yeah, of this, this is this... a good idea. Oh, my God. Well, it's a Miko and plan, Bo- so of course and- it's not good, but... And Ratchet is all, holy shit, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> and yet they do that! Well, yeah, because his objection is not, oh, you, you'll be, like, murdered by these grown adults with guns, but, uh, no, like, it's, uh, like, it's it's a moving thing and I gotta ground bridge you. Have you kids seen The Fly? <laughs> Or, or read that one uh, issue of uh, the Marvel Transformers comic. It'll just be the two of you with a help me sign. Yes. Or it'll be like Megan Ward and that other guy in the movie Freaked. I haven't seen that uh, one. Nobody else has seen the movie Freaked. It's a good movie. I think movie. I've it's... seen it, but I don't really... Is, is that the one with Bill and Ted? No, well, yes, uh, in which one of them is just regular self, and the other one is a yeah. dog boy. Yeah, I, I think I've seen parts of. I don't remember people getting stuck together. I was thinking more like, uh, what was it, the Manhattan Project? People get stuck in a boat. In oh no, that's sides. um, but uh, oh, not the Manhattan Project, the Philadelphia Experiment. Oh, similar title. It's easy to confuse. Well, I mean, the Manhattan Project is an actual thing. I mean, I, I guess know, the Philadelphia Experiment was technically an actual thing, but not an actual thing to like teleported a battleship. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse Ventura. But. Teleporting a battleship. I just wanted to teleport a battleship. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, the the whole, so his objection is just the teleportation thing, not the whole, once you get there, you'll die instantly thing. <laughs> but no, they can, uh, they, they get, uh, you know, with Raf, he does some computer stuff so they can track the train, so they, uh, they get ported over there, the mech helicopter lands on it, um, 
Raph knocks it off by switching it to another line, and then somehow they hack it so that uh, Raph's computer explodes. I don't think that's how hacking works. Yeah, I no, think you can. Is very good. Send through a program that will make the hardware over work itself and maybe not do exactly like that but also Raph is just dangerous (laughs) I mean he's constantly you know he's he's a real Matthew Broderick he's uh this kid's gonna start World War 3 yeah he's like (laughs) like he should not be this is not cute little kid genius hacking (laughs) this is dangerous scary hacking he is definitely going to play a game of global thermonuclear thermonuclear war keep this kid away from whopper yeah wow <laughs> speaking of uh compute speaking of high-tech things with hilarious acronyms whopper <laughs> <laughs> anyway so they they do land on this uh train and this instantly becomes like one of my favorite genres of action movies train action movies <laughs> what well, there's not Whole really genre. much action train. it's the action is pretty much cutting a hole in the roof, Miko grabbing an axe, and things just kind of diffuse themselves. I think I've only really watched one train action movie, which was Atomic Train. Oh, Which yeah. I watched because I just saw the credits and Blue Mankuma was in it. And I was <laughs> like, I'm going to watch this thing with Blue Mankuma in it. The end. <laughs> I mean, if you want uh, train movies with guys from Transformers in them, may I recommend um, Runaway Train, starring Transformers John Voight, <laughs> and uh, Unstoppable, starring Transformers Kevin Dunn. And none of those are as uh, good yeah. as none of those are as good as Blue Man Kuma. I have a certain fondness for Ron Wetwicky. <laughs> uh, but of course, the uh, the granddaddy, of course, the most ridiculous train action movie of all. Is under siege to dark territory. <laughs> and although that name sounds ridiculous, dark territory is actually like a train thing. Oh, okay. It's it the, is? uh, it's like any, it's any tracks that are not controlled by central signals. Oh. Sorry. But it I... is also a kick-ass name for an action movie. I would have yes, had to is. ask my five-year-old nephew about that. I don't think they go into dark, t- I don't think there's any dark territory on the island of Sodor. No, Although he's I actually, would absolutely like, watch... into actual real-life trains. Okay. Although I would absolutely watch a movie in which um, Eric Bogosian hijacks Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> no, believe me, he can tell you a lot more about diesel engines than you would expect a small child to be able to. <laughs> I mean, one of the great things about that movie is that, I mean, the movie is called Dark Territory, and... They say dark territory so many times in that movie. And yes. every time the actor saying it thinks that it's the one time in the movie they say the titular <laughs> line. <laughs> so everybody is always dramatically saying dark territory. Yes. It's much like Ratchet saying dark energy. <laughs> dark energy. So anyway, yeah, uh, Jack grabs uh, a fire extinguisher, Miko grabs an axe, and oh, this is, this is not good. Keep, people need to keep Miko away from axes. It's just, oh, God. it's not good. 
And meanwhile, uh, the Autobots are still just punching these Viacons. It's like that scene in Iron Man 2 where the Black Widow was doing all this stuff. And meanwhile, it's just John Favreau punching one dude. Oh, I love that part. <laughs> just dad fighting this one henchman. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's so weird that it takes them this long to beat up six Viacons, considering yeah. normally they're murdering dozens. Like, like of literally them. ripping their guts out. Yeah. Yeah, normally two-on-one odds doesn't bother them at all. Even three-on-one usually. Also, okay, so why do the kids need to teleport to this train, ground bridge, whatever? Why can't they just call the military and say, hey, guys? I mean, the military, I mean, because they, they have, like, military guys on the train, but Mech shoots the train with, like, an electro weapon that not, that not only shorts out the train, but also, like, tasers everybody in it well it more tasers the people on the, the train because the train just keeps going at the same speed it's, it doesn't slow it down right. at all strange it is a weird well, thing so not, but anyway prime eventually an electric engine uh, my my well, no, small nephew like... could <laughs> tell us all about... no seriously it's it's scary so prime sees this thing and he's all you know Maximum Overdrive. Gotta get there. Yay! Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, he says Maximum Overdrive again. Oh, and, and then there's... A, although they shouldn't even be on the train because it doesn't add anything, Miko and Jack have an interesting little conversation about, oh, we're going to die. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, like, Mech gets there, and they're just, like, poking their heads in, and then, you know, they... They see that, you know, they're, you know, Optimus Prime's coming. We're going to lose. It's time to peace out. They're like, sir, there are angry children on board. We weren't anticipating angry children. And also like a huge-ass truck robot. So, you know. Omar Prime is coming. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, so yeah, they peace out. And I I like that Miko immediately assumes that he was Jack. Because he's just, wow, you're pretty fierce. (laughs) He's not. I have to assume she was joking. I mean, she's definitely joking. Jack isn't even Sasha Fierce. <laughs> so, so it's Beyonce's alter ego. Uh, anyway, yeah, so they, they, they just, yeah, uh, so, and then they're all, hey, well, you know, if we can't have it, nobody have, has it. So they just blow up the tracks. Yep. And Miko and Jack are all, oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're gonna die. And also, Raph's laptop is out, so they can't, uh, bridge them out because they can't get the uh, coordinates because i guess they have no other working internet connection in the base and also i mean they they can't just jump because as soon as this thing crashes the thing will melt down and they'll just be you know they'll be alive for like 10 more seconds yes which it's like there are multiple ways to solve this other than what what happens it works but like make a portal big enough send it to the arctic it'll slow itself down in the snow where it'll immediately freeze like scraplets and then you can blow up the scraplets and then unless maybe cold also makes this meltdown i think everything makes this thing meltdown yeah. you look at it, funny. Uh, it it wasn't very well designed they really screwed the pooch when they built this thing yeah it's kind of ridiculous anyway jack's like uh, the heartfelt like oh, oh at least we'll die together and miko's like wait what steals his phone and is about to, to call back to bulkhead to to tell him to make sure he gets his, her guitar so she cares more about Bulkhead and her guitar than she does about Jack. Well, I mean, yeah, this is, sure. No, nobody, nobody is shipping these two. No. Nope. 
I do. She has a pretty good line here about how she she blames Jack for this because he should have t- uh, done a better job of talking her out of it. <laughs> I mean, he really <laughs> does right. need to work on that. <laughs> I mean, if she has a plan of any sort, talk her out of it. Yes, it's probably terrible. She is not a well person. No. Anyway, so Prime just straight up supermans this this train. Yay! Let's see, just grabs it, gets his feet planted, and slows it right down until it stops yep. right before the twisted piece of track. That's right. Yay, good job. So Silas, uh, he scans out his prime and he's all, next time, gadget, next time. <laughs> yeah, which, he wants like, a piece of that. Still- why are they still hovering over where there was about to be a nuclear explosion that would destroy four states? Also, presumably cause a an EMP, which would knock the helicopter out of the sky, so they might crash and explode before they were irradiated. Yeah, you would want to be, like, further away over possibly a body of water. Unless maybe that uh, thing's radiation-proof. <laughs> they have a lot of technology. It's true. You'd think it might be lead-lined or something. But anyway, and, the, and this is totally a, a foreshadowing for their next appearance. Yes. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I like that uh, Mech becomes like a recurring antagonist here. I like that yeah. there are human antagonists that are not just like, oh, the government doesn't understand us or whatever. Or or comical supervillains. Yes. Mm. I mean, the comical supervillains had their positive qualities. I did like but- them. Yeah. They certainly wouldn't be appropriate in this context. What is appropriate in this context is Cobra. Yeah. And so Prime's, you know, calls back to Ratchet says, you know, we're all fine here, but. How are you? Uh, there is a new evil force <laughs> on this planet. <laughs> I mean, they're. Humans or Decepticons in human skins. They, I mean, they, they can't be that new. They seem to have been operating. You know, this doesn't seem to be the first time they've ever done anything. Although Fowler has not heard of them. Oh, okay. That's fair. And he's, like, pretty in the know. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, that, I, I really enjoyed this episode. It's got a lot of, a uh, lot of really good action. I like, uh, like mech as a concept. The Decepticons kind of didn't need to be here, but whatever. Yeah, it's... It's a little bit messy because of the Decepticons. And it's got Miko just being a lunatic, which I always enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, and that's entertaining, but that they actually go through with the stupid plan and they amount to nothing on the train? Eh, It needs a rewrite. I like like Mech. I mean, they might have kept Mech at bay for long enough that they didn't... Like, if they had just been able to drop in there, they might have got away with the Dinkus. (laughs) Maybe... Especially since them being there made Prime speed to the scene. He might still okay. be punching Viacons to this day. Okay, th- there's there's that part, maybe, yeah. So I'm going to say that, shockingly, this was a good plan. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Miko's first good plan? I mean, it's... It only kind of became a good By plan accident? to circumstances out her con- outside of her control. Yeah. <laughs> It just, she stumbled into it being a good plan. I accidentally came up with a good plan, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll try harder next time. Hey, sometimes crazy works. <laughs> I do find her weirdly charming. <laughs> yeah, she, she's the most likable of the kids, even though she's the most 
unstable. Yes. Unstable is fair. Like, she didn't leave Japan willingly. They're not letting her back in. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the impression. She She's not allowed back for legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't actually sent to, like, a exchange student thing. She was actually just sent to boot camp. <laughs> it's just like, it's like how you sent criminals to Australia. They just sent her to Nevada. She, uh, she, she just has to live there now. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with the wallabies. Oh. <laughs> Koalas with chlamydia. <laughs> yes, I watched last week tonight. <laughs> so yeah, that is Convoy. They had a great big convoy. Rocking no, through the night. Big, Don't get me started again. <laughs> they had a great big dingus. Ain't it a beautiful sight? It is a sizable dingus. <laughs> so, but was it a big convoy? Uh. <laughs> why would you name a mammoth convoy? <laughs> it makes more sense than a lion. It, no, it, neither of them makes sense. Well, mammoths travel in p- packs. You have a convoy of mammoths. That's not a thing. <laughs> it makes more sense than a convoy of lions. Look, uh, they're Japanese. They like English. They don't understand English. Uh, they, they understand it just enough to be dangerous, kind of like understanding Japanese when you're American. Yes. They go through anime. So, so uh, you know, like until breast next force. time... You- I just want to remind people that Breast Force. Uh, so until next time, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. And we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help us with hosting costs and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And this month, you can listen to us crying about Infinity War. For the slim price of one dollar. And that also gives you access to all of our past Patreon exclusive episodes. Some of which do not involve bawling. Oh, listen, if if, if I'm on the episode, they all involve bawling because I bawl. (laughs) No, not that bawling. We haven't got far enough in Kimono Friends yet. Wait, is there? Wait, what kind of balling is on that? Who do they kill? What? Who do they ball? <laughs> well, there's a ball game. Anyway, speaking of balls, that is kind of what the next episode is all about. <gasps> what? That's right. Next week it's Deus Ex Machina when the Decepticon cast gets way gayer. Wait, wait, ga- Deus Ex Machina? Isn't it Machina? No, you're thinking of the guys who make that bad uh, Power of the Primes cartoon. Oh, Machinima is confusing things. Oh. So yeah, the Decepticon cast is going to get a whole lot gayer, and we find out that Jack Darby plays a good game, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not just gayer, more fabulous. Why am I making Phantasm references? Tune in next week and find out. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. 
to do. I've been playing with my hiking stuff. I'm going to go hiking this week, guys. I'm going to do it. So uh, if you don't hear from me, I got lost in the woods.